Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Retire in Thailand. Today's episode, we're going to touch up and go into a little bit more detail about a topic that I briefly brought up on my episode, I think it's this last episode, episode 34. When I talk about modern single family homes, what are some of the best locations, and also why uh, these are such great values if you're looking for a larger home. So today I want to talk about what I call New Bangkok City. So New Bangkok. It's not an official term that they're using here in Thailand yet, but the reason why I'm calling it New Bangkok is let's take a look at other other cities around the world, other major cities. So for an example like Taipei, Taiwan, and that's where I'm from. I'm I'm part Taiwanese. But I grew up in, in the United States. Taipei is considered one of the top expat cities in the world, especially for millennials. It's one of the top places in the world to live and work for individuals that are in their 20s and 30s. And the reason why is because Taipei is such a thriving metropolis. It's clean. I mean like Singapore clean. It's safe like Singapore safe. For those of you that maybe recall Taipei, maybe 20, you know, 20 years ago or even 30 years ago, it's a complete night and day change. Just from 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it's, a, it's quite different. And I love it there. And I remember uh, when my, uh, my family and I were in Taipei, we visited a place called New Taipei City or New Taipei. And the actual city is called Ban Chao. And now they have this brand new city that's called New Taipei. And we stayed there for a weekend because we've never been there. And it was literally like walking around in downtown San Diego. Or what, what's another good example of maybe walking around in Irvine. It is just sparkling clean brand new buildings. Uh, we stayed at a Caesars, um, a Caesars property and it was very close to the MRT. The MRT station is gorgeous there too. But walking around, we were just shocked. I mean, my family and I were like, oh my God, this looks nothing like Taipei because everything is so new. The, there were mega malls there that were brand spanking new. It wasn't heavily congested uh, because you know, it's a new city and it's a place that you want to live if you're looking for ultra luxury living. So New Taipei City, I would consider that to be like Upper Manhattan or uh, like Beverly Hills. Super luxurious. Uh, it's expensive, but it's a wonderful, wonderful place to live. So why do I bring up Taipei as an example? Because when you look at how cities are planned. Part of the job of a city planner is to not just look at overflow, traffic, uh, you know, where commercial properties go, residential, and so forth. They, they always have to look for growth because every single city around the world is growing and some faster than others, but they have to make sure that it's going to, the city's growth is going to, should I say, equate to the current population or future population. So Taipei is 
growing like leaps and bounds. And so that's why they moved everything to new capital in Banchao. The same, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't confuse everyone <laughs> with, that, with that example, but I think you know what I'm talking about. So let's head back to Bangkok. So here in Bangkok, we have a population. So as of, let's see, Wikipedia said, I think of 2019, uh, we officially have like about 10.5 million people here in Bangkok. That is a lot of people. Actually, no, it's 2020. 10.5 million people. That's a lot of people here. And also, were you aware that Bangkok is in the top five cities in the world of having some of the most congested and some of the worst traffic in the world? Right behind cities in India and cities in China. It's that bad. If you want to, let's say during, well, it seems like there's rush hour seven days a week, you know, around the clock. But during really peak rush hour, like in the morning time rush, let's say between 6 a.m. to about 10 a.m., and then the second rush, second massive rush, between 4 p.m. and like 7 p.m., if you want to travel a distance of, let's just say, 10 miles, that can literally take you two hours. In some cases, I've heard people taking three hours just to drive that distance. It is absolutely insane and it's frustrating so bangkok is growing because it's not just the amount of wealth that's coming to thailand but also the amount of expats that's coming here so city planners have to figure out obviously where can where else can we start building where else can we start putting people because it's not just the residents of bangkok that are upset as as this massive traffic congestion that to deal with seven days a week, almost 24-7, but it's also the employers because it's the norm that employers, or when employees come into work and they're 10 minutes late, 30 minutes late, or even an hour late, it's almost like the norm. And obviously it's not professional, it's frustrating to the employer. So they also have to make some changes. So one of the changes that I see and I, and I saw this back almost a decade ago when I moved here. The area is called Bangna. And Bangna is in a province that borders Bangkok. I mean, if you were to drive through it, you would still think you're in Bangkok. So you have Bangkok, and then you have another province right next to Bangkok called Samapakan. And Samapakan is a huge province, much bigger than Bangkok. Uh, it's where really uh, more, a lot of the Thai people actually commute from Samaprakan uh, to Bangkok to some of the uh, thriving, should I say, uh, business, uh, central, central business districts like Silom, Satorn, or even in Ratchaprasang. So a lot of people live in Samaprakan because it's also cheaper and also that's where the homes are, single family homes. And the Swanaboom Airport is also located here. So Bangna is located in Samaprakan. And Bangna as of, let's say, about six years ago, because I think the Mega Bangna, which is the Mega Mall there, I think it was completed about six years ago. Let's just say between five or six years ago. And when I first came here, and I started looking around, because I would say one of the strengths that I have is looking at trends, especially looking at trends uh, when it comes to real estate. And as we were driving around, uh, whether it's by car service, taxi, 
uh, Tuk Tuk or, or, or the BTS, which is a sky trade, I started seeing that Bangkok cannot sustain the massive growth in population, that it has to, it has to expand elsewhere. And the next logical sense is Bangna. So when Mega Bangna opened, uh, I went and visited Mega Bangna. It's a huge mega mall that's anchored by IKEA. I mean, the place is tremendous and it is huge. It is ginormous. When I first went there, it was completely dead. And now, fast forward five, six years later, it's completely packed. And most of the residents, most of the people that live in Samarpakan or the outskirts of Bangkok prefer to go and shop at the Mega Bangna than going to like where most tourists go, which is like in Raja Prasong, which is where Central World is, the Siam Paragon, which is the most Instagram location in the world, like the MBK. So that is now the norm. Locals would prefer to go to the Mega Bangna than go to some of these other locations. And also they want to get away from the tourist, uh, the international tourist. So when the city planners started developing Mega Bangna and they saw how popular the Mega Bangna shopping mall was, now the next steps were to start planning for commercial buildings to support some of this. And when, we're looking, when we went to the city planning meeting, my wife and I went there, uh, it was a big, huge meeting just to kind of talk about the future of Mega ba or Bangna and the future. Uh, we saw like uh, the future of, of what Bangna is going to look like within the next five to 10 years based on renderings and also models. And there are many, many high rise commercial buildings and residential towers that's basically going to surround and encompass the outskirts of Mega Bangna Mega Mall. Then in addition to that is across the street, not really across the street, but just down the street, not too far from the Mega Bangna, where the intersection of Bangna and Sukhumvit is, there is going, there has been a green lit project of not just these high rise towers, there are a couple high rise towers already there. And when you drive by it, you'll see like maybe three or four ultra high rise. I'm talking maybe 40 stories high. Then you see this huge empty lot. I couldn't tell you how many acres it is, but it's a huge empty lot. And it's been empty for a long time. And I'm always asking my wife, I'm like, what's going on there? What's going on there? And finally, we found out why, what it is. It's the future location of a new super mega mall. So another equivalent of Central World is going to be there. And that, you know, as a real estate investor, as a, as a resident of Bangkok, that's exciting to me. That's super exciting to me. So I'm calling this, Meg, this Bangna area New Bangkok because that's where I feel the transition is going to be. Because right, right now, there are many, many central, uh, central business districts, they call them CBD, central business, business districts around Bangkok. And you may be more familiar with Racha Prasong, like I said, where Central World is, and also other parts like Silom and Saturn. Uh, that's like our financial hub. But the congestion is insane. And it's just getting packed. There's, you can't squeeze any more buildings. So they have to go in the outskirts. They have to go to places like in Samarpatan. They have to start building in, in Bangna. 
So the city planners and the future developers wouldn't be building and showing us these renderings and scales to the public if they don't think it was going to support the amount of population that's moving to this part of Bangkok or the outskirts of Bangkok. So what does this mean? For those of you, because not everyone is going to want to live in like a penthouse condo. So for those of you that are looking for something that's a little more traditional, something that you're used to now, maybe in your Western country of Australia, New Zealand, or even Canada or the United States, we live in a big home. You know, your home is maybe 3,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet, even 6,000 square feet. And you've been looking at Bangkok and you're like, you know what? If I'm looking at the same equivalent of a penthouse that's maybe five or 6,000 square feet, I'm, you know, we're looking at two to maybe $5 million. It's not cheap. But the benefit is, is that you're in a killer location. You don't have to drive anywhere. Everything there, literally within a half a mile radius, square block, you have access to hundreds and hundreds of restaurants, bars, shopping, whatever it may be. So for those of you that needs that, yes, the penthouse option, condo option is your best bet. But for those of you that's looking for, let's say you want someplace bigger, you want four bedrooms, five bedrooms, six bedrooms, uh, you want 3,000 square feet, 10,000 square feet, uh, you want more privacy, you don't want shared walls, you plan to have maybe two or three cars, and because you plan on driving here in Bangkok. You're not planning on just taking public transportation and walking. You're planning on maybe living here in Bangkok more than 50% of your time or even full-time. Then my suggestion to you is Bangna, is this part of, I'm just going to call it Bangkok, this part of Bangkok. Because right now, all the major developers, top five developers in Thailand, when they're building ultra-luxury single-family homes, they're building it here in Bangna. They're building it in Samaprakan because that's really the only place that has land left to build these monstrous McMansions. And you know what the ironic thing is, is as we all know, you know, McMansions in the United States is, is going out of favor. Nobody wants them. The millennials don't want them. So the baby boomers who bought them and the Gen Xers who bought them, you know, when they die off, the millennials don't want them. They want something smaller. So who the heck are going to buy these McMansions? But again, the difference is, is the United States is, is one of the most powerful countries in the world, one of the richest countries in the world, and people have a lot of money. So people bought these McMansions, but now they're, they're not as popular anymore. And the future McMansions is, is grim. But here in Thailand, where wealth is rising on a faster pace than Western countries, people are making more money because the region here in Asia, the, the manufacturing and the factories of the world is located here in Asia. So that means McMansions are now just getting popular. So in Western countries, McMansions are not cool anymore. Right now. It is just scratching the surface. People now want McMansions. They want 5,000 square foot homes, 7,000 square foot homes. They want four car garages, five car garages. They want their own pool. And especially with this pandemic that's going on, they want 
you know, we see this trend too, like you, like you see it in New York, where people are getting out of the city and they want to go out on the outskirts of New York. Even people that were, you know, I remember reading this story, I think of this couple that lived in LA and they moved to Colorado. So they want to get away. They want to be more rural. They don't want to be in high density areas anymore. So if you, if you fit in that category, this is the place that you want to be. Because this is really the only place where you're going to be happy, you know, buying a five or 6,000 square foot home. And, and the crazy thing is, is like I mentioned in my last podcast, is that if you're looking at 5,000 square foot home, and a 5,000 square foot home, the waist design is very, very similar to a semi-modern William Lyon home, or Lennar, or Pote Homes, or Toll Brothers is another one. You know, these are all semi-modern style that you see like in the Southwest, like in Las Vegas, like you see in Phoenix and parts of California. I love the design. You know, ultra high ceilings, lots of windows, uh, just beautifully designed and also places for home offices and a home gym. Well, these type of homes, let's just say even Las Vegas, I'm not going to say California because it's crazy how expensive it is, but even Las Vegas a similar type of home that's 5,000 square feet built by Toll Brothers or built by William Lyon is going to cost you two to $3 million, depending on where you are. If you're in Summerlin, it's $2 million easily, $2 million. William Lyon's, or should I say Toll Brothers, uh, what is it? They're, they're, uh, they have a small project in a place called the Ridges, and the Ridges is one of the is, is basically kind of like where the one percenter lives in Las Vegas, one of the main areas in Summerlin. And Toll Brothers built a small project on a golf course uh, that basically each building has three townhomes. Those townhomes, and you're sharing a wall, they start at $700,000. Single family homes in the ridges start at $1.5 to $2 million. The William Lyon homes um, that I just explained at 5,000 square feet, those start at two to two and a half million dollars. But those style homes here, built by first-class developer, a reputable developer, 5,000 square feet, we're talking half the price. Around a million dollars or less. If you are okay with around 3,000 square feet, that's going to cost you about a half million dollars or $600,000. So these homes are half the price or less. And if you go out to the beach area, oh, it's, you're talking maybe at least at a minimum of 50% discount. So that's what's really exciting. And that's what I love about living here in Thailand is because I have a flavor for everything. And the reason why I know this, know that area, because right now my wife and I, we live in, uh, we live on Sukhumvit. Uh, it's kind of like our version where we live of Midtown Manhattan. And we're within walking distance of everything. We have a two-bedroom condo. But now we want more space. We want more space is because we want a home office. I want my own home gym. I, I, I'm just not comfortable because we have a lot of old people <laughs> that's, that, uh, you know, that are family members. And, and, and we're not going to the gym because we just don't want to spread, you know, we don't want to catch something and spread it to our parents. So... We tend to work out at home a lot. We're using like Apple Fitness Plus or Health Plus, Last Meals on Demand. 
Uh, we go to our to the gyms in our building off peak when there's not you know when there aren't are the people there, but we stay away from the gyms. Actually, I have not been to a gym for almost a year now. Even here in Thailand, I still haven't been. So we want a home gym. We want a home office. And you know what so we want? We want a home studio. Because obviously, as you know, we have a production company. So with that, that means that we need to get a single family home. And we've been looking. And some of the homes we've been looking ranging uh, you know, between 300 to half a million dollars. And these, like I said, these homes are semi-modern, in gated communities. And the great thing about what I love about some of these homes or these communities, you're not looking like the ridges I just talked about. There's probably a thousand homes back there. It's part of Summerlin. It's part of the 1% of Summerlin. You know, there's, I, yeah, I would say probably a thousand homes back there. Or Lake Las Vegas, easily a thousand homes in Lake Las Vegas, another very affluent community in Las Vegas. But here, because of land, we don't have a lot of land. When you're buying in communities, it's maybe 25 homes, maybe 50 homes. I wouldn't say it would exceed 100 homes, but that's nice to have a small community and it's not high density. I really like that. So we've been looking uh, because we're ready to kind of grow out of, well, we still, we're still going to keep our condo because it's in a great location. And most of the people that live in our building are, are Japanese or expats uh, that, uh, that work and live here. So we're easily going to rent that out generate income, and then we're going to move to a single-family home uh, here or somewhere in, in Bang Na. The other great thing, too, is that if you have a car about living in this area, is that you're still, depending on which community that you're going to live in, you're still within 10, maybe 15 minutes, even during rush hour. Let's just say 15 minutes from the mega bang now, from world-class shopping, eating, and so forth. And, like I said, is there's a lot of growth in the area. So yes, you have, we have our mega bang now, which is our super mega mall, but also right across the street, we have a central mall, a central plaza mall, and then down the street from the central plaza mall, like I said, it's going to be that new super mega mall, like another version of Central World. So we have everything here, and one of the great things, too, we're closer, to, uh, we're closer to the Suwannabum Airport, and we're close to the freeway. And also, the reason why we, we like being close to the freeway is because when we want to go to our beach homes, it's even faster. We're going to save roughly about 30 to 45 minutes off the top of our driving by living in Bangna and being closer to the freeway. Just hop on a freeway, jet ourselves down to... Uh, to Jiangtian or head down to Hua Hin. That's really, really exciting. And we're looking forward to that. So if you are interested in these new home developments, you can buy spec homes because just like any developers, they always build two to three homes uh, that are ready to uh, move in ready. Uh, we have those available for you. But if you want to 
Uh, let's just, and, and we all know that most of these spec homes that developers build are somewhat upgraded. Not fully pimped out like the models, but they're somewhat upgraded. So if you're looking for something that, uh, you, know, that uh, you just want the, the, standard, uh, the standard finishes, which are still nice, the standard finishes, you don't want any upgrades or very little upgrades, then you have to buy pre-construction. And not to worry, the process is very similar from buying like Toll Brothers or Polte or Lennar. These are the top five developers in Thailand, so you have, you have nothing to worry about. And the process is similar. We will go into contract. You put down a deposit, and then there, there are deposits. Uh, there's a deposit schedule that basically equates to about, depending on developer, between 30 to 50% of the cost. Then when the home is finished and you've completed your final walkthrough, then the additional 50 to 70% is going to come due. And if you're looking for uh, financing, there really isn't any. There's no financing for foreigners. So what that means is you have to pay cash for it. But one of the great things, if you, if you are not aware of this, you can use your self-directed IRA, convert it, with a company like Entrust Group, Entrust is a, is a huge third party uh, that does this, and it can use your self-directed IRA to purchase property anywhere in the world. So that is a possibility. But unfortunately, there is no lending. You have to pay cash for it. But for those of you that have the cash and those of you looking for privacy, luxury homes, we have it here. We have it here. You know, the, one of the reasons why in the past, why I've never talked about it, is, you know, you can see the evolution of my lifestyle here in Thailand. When I first moved here, it was basically kind of living the expat lifestyle. I want to be close to everything. My wife and I wanted to walk to everything. But you know what's really funny is my wife has always said this, because she lives in some, she has her own home in Sabah Prakan, a... Um, and she's always said that, you know, I think one of these days you're probably going to want a single family home. I'm like, no, I'm like, babe, I mean, it's so nice to be able to walk to all these great restaurants. I can walk to the gym, you know, if I go, if I go back to the gym, all this stuff. And she's like, eh, I think you might change. And she's right. You know, these podcasts, uh, I'm taking you through the experiences and emotions that I'm going through. You know, here I am. I've been here for nine years. And I am ready for a single family home now. Uh, as far as our beach homes, condos are perfect because we're only there part time. The majority of the time we live here in Bangkok. But there are needs that I have now, that my wife and I have now. We want a home office. We want a home studio. We also want a home gym. And And... And when we started looking, we were so surprised. I was just shocked at how inexpensive these homes are. I mean, if you don't really mind the drive, and so for those of you that aren't looking for half a million, million, two million dollar homes, just to let you know, not that much further, but also in this Bangna area in Samaprakan, you can buy by the same developers, and they're building more mid-market homes, single-family detached homes, two stories, majority of them two stories, 
uh, like two bedrooms, two bath, or three bedrooms and two bath, they start at like $150,000. I kid you not. Think about this. When I was looking, when I was looking at some of these uh, lower end homes, even market homes, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is 150 grand for 150 grand in Las Vegas. That buys me a studio in some crappy part of Las Vegas, or I could buy like a one bedroom that is, you know, really really far out or in a really old building." I was shocked. I'm like. This is this this home right here, this two two bedroom two bath home, and they're like around twelve hundred maybe fifteen hundred square feet, hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, last year uh, it was early early last year in twenty twenty. Uh, I was uh, my wife and I were just kind of like just looking at different models throughout Las Vegas, and uh, we went to. We went to Lake Las Vegas because we like Lake Las Vegas. And there was this project, and these are townhomes. So each building has two townhomes that are two stories. And each townhome is two, I think it's two bedrooms and a den, or two bedrooms and a loft. And, they're, and I think it's two and a half baths. And they're roughly about 14, 13 to maybe 1,500 square feet with a two-car garage in the back but you do share one wall with your neighbor next door. Those homes were starting at $350,000. Those same type of style homes here in Thailand start at $150,000. We're talking 60% less. 60% less. And personally, I think the quality here is built better because it's not... It's not a wooden frame and stucco. Uh, they, they tend to build these things, uh, thicker uh, concrete foundation and also concrete walls. And you're also gonna get a community. And here's the other thing too. So Lake Las Vegas, like any master plan community, usually have two associations. You have one master association, so like Lake Las Vegas has a master association. And I think that's like a hundred or $150 a month. Depending on, yeah, I think it's like, depending on how big your home is, I think. Then you have another association for your community, which could be another $150 to even $300 a month. So the average association due for, for a master plan community like Lake Las Vegas is going to be about $300 a month. Here in Thailand, you know those McMansions I was telling you about? Those five or 7,000 square foot homes? Your association dues it's probably gonna be like $500 a year, maybe $1,000 a year. <laughs> you pay it annually because it's so low, you don't pay it monthly. I mean, our association dues in, in our building right now, our two bedroom um, building, uh, we pay it annually. It's $1,000 a year. In our beach condos, it's $300 a year. So association dues here are obviously a fraction of what they are in the States or Australia, wherever Western country you're from. And as I say so many times, because labor, the cost of labor is so low. So the average Thai worker makes like 250 to $300 a month. Well, actually sometimes less. 
the, the cost of labor is so low that all of our buildings that we live in is immaculate. It is so clean. Do you ever wonder in the communities that you live in, in the buildings that you live in in the States, you're like, I'm paying $700 a month for my one bedroom. What the heck am I getting? This place is a, it's filthy. The gym's filthy. The floors are filthy. The windows are filthy. It's just gross. Here, never. Every single day, all throughout the day, there's always someone hosing down the garages, uh, washing our floors. Each floor is washed in our building every single day, every single day, wiping down the elevators. And they're not doing this just because of the pandemic. They've been doing this since day one. It's just this way that Thailand developers, it's just, it's just what they do. They have to keep these places clean because that's what the residences demand. That's what they expect. And that's what I love about living here. Everything is always first class, but you're getting at a fraction of what the price is in the States or anywhere else. So for those of you, you're looking for the McMansion, it's here. You're looking for a bargain. Those McMansions are half the price here. And you're going to be a lot happier living here as opposed to where you are now because you have more things to do. And Bangna is, and I really predict within the next five, maybe 10 years, it will be considered new Bangkok. Once these high-rise commercial buildings start erecting and they're completed and people are moving in, as more and more growth happens here in the Bangna area, I have a feeling that they're going to call this New Bangkok. And as far as appreciation goes, imagine being able to buy in a place before something like that has changed. Buying in Bangna before it's being called New Bangkok City. Because when that name change happens, real estate prices are going to go up. And here's the other thing too. Why you want to do it now as opposed to later. Location, location, location. We all know that's the secret of real estate. Location, location, location. And also going to the most expensive neighborhood and buying the cheapest thing in the most expensive neighborhood. That's what makes things exciting. So as future growth here and future appreciation, you have more of it here as opposed to some other areas. But the main thing is, is location. There's not a lot of land here. So if you want to pick a home that's close within 15, 10 to 15 minutes from like the, like the Mega Bangna or the future Mega Mall that's being built, you have to start looking now and you have to buy now because once those are, once those are built, and they're sold, your next option is it's gonna go further and further and further away because there's no more land. So I hope that makes logical sense. So I wanna thank you again for joining my podcast. Thank you for listening. And I'm soup, I'm always, I'm always really happy to report these things. But one last thing that I want to mention is Timing when it comes down to when can you come in this country? Because this question comes up all the time. 
I will leave it at here. I'll leave it here. Is Thailand is looking to vaccinate, uh, start vaccinations here towards the end of the month or towards uh, next month in February. And then uh, hopefully they'll start um, lowering, uh, lowering the conditions of quarantine from 14 days to maybe seven, which is recommended by the WHO. But right now you can come to Bangkok or you can come to Thailand. The steps are just a, just a little bit more tedious. You have to go to a Thai consulate. You have to apply. Uh, you have to obviously do all sorts of uh, COVID-19 tests, the test negative. You have to show proof of your, of your airline ticket. And then when you come to Thailand, you have to be in a 14-day quarantine. So I want you to let you know that if you are retired and you're not worried about the 14-day quarantine, you can come now. But if you're waiting for a day that the quarantine will go away, I'm thinking more it's going to be probably towards end of second quarter of this year. So if you're trying to plan your trips right now, I would plan it towards maybe summer, end, end of second quarter, towards third quarter. But please, I'm just taking a guesstimate. Don't make final plans. And here's another thing too with, the, with, these, with these airlines. I know that airlines are saying, okay, make your reservations now because if you want to change it, there's no fees. I have heard that some airlines aren't honoring that, that they're still charging fees, change fees. So just take your time. You know, right now you have this downtime. Do your research, listen to my podcast, listen to other podcasts, watch videos, do your research and discuss it with your family on what you want to do. Get to really understand yourself and your lifestyle, what your needs are as an expat. But if your needs are for a big home, we definitely have it here. So thank you so much for joining me, and we'll see you in Thailand.